Did you know you can get all of our podcasts on our free podcast app? Head over to rawattractionpodcast.com to download the app now. For the world's most ecstatic love and sex podcasts, bonus videos, and exclusive articles, head to rawattractionpodcast.com to get the free app now. everyone and welcome to another Raw Attraction Magazine podcast. Today we've got a guest that I met in person last year and I really wanted to bring her on board because I just found out more and more about what she's doing. Her name is Lauren Elizabeth Walsh and she's the founder of the Unified Global Sisterhood Movement and the creator of Wounds to Wisdom. And we're going to find out more of what she's doing in the world right now. So hi Lauren, how are you doing? Hi, I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. And so, yeah, if you want to start with just a little bit about your journey and uh, a few minutes on on what you're doing in the world today and what, what brought you there. So, like you said, I am the founder of a movement of, for women, a women, um, women's movement that's transforming the paradigm of competition, mistrust, and jealousy between women, and also bringing a, kind of a new wave of women's empowerment without blame or judgment of, of men, and to have us all gather on the new moon in uh, a sacred ceremony all over the world with the same theme so that we can work on our transformation collectively and create a ripple in the world. As well as I am the creator of Wounds to Wisdom, which is a course uh, designed to transform pain into empowerment and purpose. And how I got to where I am is I grew up in a very tumultuous time of my family. I was a very sensitive child and I had a lot of trauma from the way things were in my family. And I from that trauma experienced bullying in school. I was very disliked by girls. I was kind of isolated. And I, from that rejection, began to reject myself really deeply and kind of went on a, a moment of destructive path. I went on a little bit of a destructive path for myself. And when I kind of woke up and I had my awakening, I decided that what I wanted to do was to, to help women accept themselves and love themselves and heal themselves and not to feel that because of things that have happened in their life that they're somehow unworthy or less than. Beautiful. Uh, thank you on behalf of everyone uh, to following your path and, and taking it to the where it is uh, now. So my first question would be on... What does um, a gathering entail? So what were you kind of things would you be doing in a, in a workshop or a, a ritual as on the new moon, as you say? Well, this past new moon, which actually t today's the new moon. Today's the women all over the world will be gathering. This is uh, November 29th. And it is the theme Courageous Gratitude. And this theme is about having the courage, which, and it really takes courage to think of the things in your life that are causing you the most grievance, causing you the most pain and find the gratitude in it, find the lesson in it, find what's beautiful about it, how it's essential in, in bringing you to where you want to go. 
And so we do different types of rituals around the themes. We we do different exercises and we provide content for women to do in their circles, as well as intimate sharing and authentic connection. And we have different themes for every moon. We've had sacred sexuality. We've had free the voice. I speak my authentic truth. We've had empowered body image and just different kinds of themes that are really pertinent to the evolution of woman so she can embody her true feminine presence and be a light for this world. And why do you think this is so pertinent right now? What are the unhealthy things that are going on between women and and culture? Well, I think that for a very long time, women have lived with this feeling, whether it's subconscious or conscious, that we're somehow less than. We're somehow, um, our, our natural feminine qualities, such as our emotions, are, are rather misunderstood in culture. There's a lot of things about us that are, are not um, quite uh, adopted into mainstream society. It's a very masculine-driven society in a lot of places. And so a lot of us have felt, based on a lot of different reasons with media and sexuality and all these different things, that we are a little bit less than and it that belief in us has created dynamics of comparison um and the comparison leads to competition it leads to jealousy uh and it's been going on for i mean as long as i know in recorded history of women competing for a man's love competing for to survive, actually. And now we're not really in a time of needing to compete. But rather, we're in a time of needing to unify and to bring all of our ourselves together to really feel comfortable and safe, to shine everything that we are and be everything that we are for the benefit of this planet and really bring a feminine love and a feminine compassion to a world that so desperately needs it. Mm. It's clear that we're living in a not only a masculine society, but a very, very, very unhealthy masculine. And kind of this unhealthy masculine has ruled for so long the derogatory way we treat women, the body around body image and sexuality, and all those really shadow parts of us that are on display. That the healthy masculine must rise up with unconditional love for the feminine within Mm -hmm. us and all of us around us so that we can live in a healthy healthy culture because it's not going to be just that the feminine waking up like you're doing with the sisterhoods it's also got to be this counterpart of the masculine waking up at the same time as well within us Uh, what do you Mm -hmm. think about that whole um, I, i totally agree yeah. I absolutely. Oh, yeah, I totally agree that it's time for the conscious masculine and the conscious feminine. And my philosophy and that of many spiritual teachers that I know is that because of the energetic dynamic of of the unconscious masculinity kind of wanting to dominate or oppress the femininity, it is time for the femininity, the feminine in women and the feminine in men to rise not just women, not just men, but femininity. And I, what femininity is more receptivity, more flow, more rhythm, more, um, more emotion too. And when we allow that to rise in women and women can feel confident in their true feminine power, then there's an energetic shift that takes place within their intimate relationships. They, they, 
if they're coming from a true risen place of having compassion and love for the masculine too, then that masculine and in that man, that unconscious part can soften and awaken too. So I've heard it said many times that part of the mystery of the woman, the wisdom of a woman, the Sophia, is to awaken the the world. And that's the feminine within the man and the feminine within the woman. It's the job to awaken the mystery, awaken the magic, awaken the connection. And so that's why it's so vital for women to really truly value their their feminine side and really feel safe with other women so that we can help and assist in men healing from the same unbalance that we've experienced just the polar yeah and we talked about just before we came on about um i i think sisterhoods are great but then uh, there's other women that i've spoken to that Talk about the shadow sisterhood that often comes out in these uh, gatherings sometimes. Um, what, what has been your experience of how sisters that you know uh, speak about the masculine and how is that changing? Well, it's a core part of our messaging within the global sisterhood to heal the propensity to blame and judge. It's constantly written in our newsletters and on our posts and in our Facebook group that when we judge another, we're we're just revealing an unhealed part of ourselves. And so the same goes with with men. I think a lot of women, especially millennial and younger, uh, feel that it's it's totally they don't even resonate with the term feminism anymore because it's been equated with man hating and man blaming and yelling and shouting and there is this intuitive knowing that shouting is not going to do anything blaming pointing a finger is only going to cause more shame in the world it's only going to and more shame creates more of that shadow side accepting the the shadow accepting the darkness accepting even Donald Trump the president elect like i have seen many women who have been so offended and so deeply disturbed with the things he said come around and say, I'm going to love him. I'm going to love him. I'm going to care for him. I'm going to pray for him. I'm going to have compassion for him. Why? Because that's what this world needs. And so I am seeing not much of the shadow side really at all uh, in at least the, the movement of the several thousand women that we have. Yeah. I mean, May as well speak about Donald Trump. I don't like speaking about politics, but because Donald Trump is so much in the public eye, he's easy to speak about. So if we can go to the depths of compassion, men and women, for him, for mm-hmm. other men like him, who have and question what has happened to this human, what has happened to this human society to make us uh, get to this point now to, to, that we see all of this. What has, what has happened to him? How can we help him now? Mm-hmm. Yes, this is getting into the work I do with Wounds to Wisdom. It's one of the core components of Wounds to Wisdom is shifting from victim to empowered healer. And what I mean by that is when we're blaming the world around us, when we're blaming our circumstances, and it's really easy to do because things happen and people happen. Donald Trump happens and it's really easy to get fearful and to blame and to get angry. But when we do that, we're giving away our power. 
We are giving away our power as divine beings to create our own reality, to create our own life, to do something great with our energy. We are just wasting our energy in blame and judgment and we're keeping ourselves small, small like slaves in victim consciousness. But when we can take back and assume self-responsibility for our lives and for our feelings, for our fear and for our judgment and for our anger and for all of these things, and we can have compassion for ourselves, then we step out of victim and we become this healer, not only of ourselves, but this person who can share wisdom and healing with the world and ultimately be a healer of the world. Yeah, I think that's extremely well and eloquently put and i i've been thinking about like what is power but you've kind of summed it up there quite well where when you give it away you suddenly become small and if we want to be big in the sense of like big and loving and creative and compassionate then we really have to think where where when we are if we go are going into blaming shaming taming then this is when we make ourselves small and we're making the other person small. And specifically in a relationship that can get quite dangerous because especially if the other person has their triggers, say if you're a, a woman or a man in a relationship and you go into blaming, shaming, then it's very can quickly go downhill unless the other person is emotionally stable enough not to get triggered by the whole event. So we've got to be really conscious nowadays of how we do that. Totally. We can destroy our relationships doing that. And it's so easy to do. I'm guilty of doing it yesterday. My my boyfriend, his name is Patrick Cronfley. He's the founder of unify.org. They, they, they specialize in global synchronized meditations all over the world. And they just... There, he's at Standing Rock right now, and he led this massive global meditation. Well, an elder led it, but he he organized the whole thing. And I think 200,000 people listened in and prayed, and it was such a beautiful, powerful moment. And he was supposed to come home today. And now there's this massive blizzard, and he's snowed in, and he can't come. And I had a moment of wanting to blame him for that freaking blizzard because <laughs> I wanted him home so bad. And I almost got into this, like, little girl, needy, like, you, I, I thought you wanted to be home. Make it happen, you know, and I, I had to catch myself. And little silly things like that happen all the time. I totally... The reason why I teach what I teach is because it's easy for me to to blame my surroundings and blame my loved ones, especially the ones close to me. And I'm committed to taking back my power and taking self-accountability for my life because that is where the true magic of life is. Yeah. And uh, would you agree that perhaps the key to all of this and in, in the work that you're doing is self-awareness? Because... You, you had the awareness then when you, I don't know if you said anything to your boyfriend, but even if you did, to realize sort of almost immediately and tell him, oh, um, I'm sorry, I was in this little girl mode and, you know, I'm human. And that's when a man can really forgive because she, he knows his partner is self-aware enough to know that, you know, she knows that she's going into this other mode which isn't healthy but she's fixing it whereas mm -hmm. a lot of women don't or and men don't have the self-awareness to know what they're doing 
So you, right. would you say that that is a big part of your work is, is, is this? Yes, absolutely. And my, my course really brings a new level of self-awareness. I, I literally guide uh, the people who take the course, The Wounds to Wisdom, to in a internal exploration um, through ritual and through guided uh, experiences where I have them get out of their minds and into their more sensory perception of what's happening for them. And it really, really helps increase the consciousness, increase the spiritual intelligence, and increase the awareness. So for a woman right now who's perhaps listening to this and she's realizing, oh, I am blaming, shaming, taming even a man, to be honest, what, uh, what would you recommend to her or him that they do? I would recommend that if you are blaming to take a moment and stop. Just light a candle, sit by yourself, and claim your power back by examining what you're afraid of, examining the part of you that doesn't trust yourself, and journal about it. And and write a new story. Say, I choose to have faith in and I choose to trust myself that I will and continue writing about that. And and then just work on on affirmations. I am the creator of my reality. I can choose how I want to feel. I can choose how I want to show up. And that is all I can do. The rest of the world is not my responsibility. My responsibility is myself. Beautiful. Would you recommend that she... Or perhaps he admits the blaming to the significant other. If there is one, it may even be a mother or father, a significant relationship that they have now recognized the blaming, or might that be a step too far at the moment? It depends on in what way you say it, because you can you can go in the intention of, of trying to apologize for your blame and just blame and shame more. It's... If you go and want to reconcile, which I highly recommend reconciliation, it's a beautiful way of going deeper and having more intimacy. And the key to reconciliation is self-accountability and really recognizing your behavior, acknowledging the fear that provoked your behavior. And then the best apology is changed behavior. Mm, yeah. That's a deep one right there. It's completely true. Because change behavior does take time. But if you can't do it, then it completely transform whatever relationship that that is, whether it's mother, father, son, daughter, husband, wife. And I, I completely agree with what Lauren's saying. A man might not need to light a candle or as such. Maybe he might, but um, he should do exactly the same things around really taking responsibility because men just as much can't blame as anyone else so uh, I would highly recommend for the men listening to do some kind of journaling or some responsibility taking on his part as well. So yeah you started to tell me a little bit or tell the audience a little bit about the Winds to Wisdom course so what made you start that course for women and uh, tell us a little bit more about it. 
It was a naturally evolving kind of uh, unfolding of destiny or dharma for me. I I went to the Amazon when I was 21 years old, so about 10 years ago, and I realized that I was broken. Like I had so many negative beliefs about myself. I had many, many issues. And I made this vow to myself to seek healing. And in the process of seeking healing of myself and really devoting myself to that, I developed insights and I developed uh, a skill set uh, which everybody does as they devote to healing their trauma, healing their wounds, and even the ones that are not so blatant, just the ones society instills in them. And we develop a, a level of wisdom from healing our wounds. And from that, really soon after I made that that choice to heal myself, I started attracting people. First, it was younger girls uh, who needed guidance. And I was there for them. I was their big sister. And it was kind of like healing that little teenage girl inside of me that needed direction and needed love and needed acceptance. And then mothers kept bringing me their teenage daughters and I would work with them. And then my peers come, came up to, would come up to me and say, what are you doing? This is going on. I need, I need some guidance. And my intuition has told me to come see you. And then so on and so on. And then I started working with women of all ages and older than me. And then, you know, my, my eldest client was in her 80s and it was such a beautiful, magical thing. And basically what I noticed was that from trans, the transformation of our pain and not when I say transformation of our pain, I do not mean like shift out of your pain, push it away, deny your pain, reject your pain, but really study it and, and, and listen to it and, and find a new way of understanding and relating to yourself, shifting from self-judgment and releasing blame and reclaiming your power, you find a wisdom that is so profound that you can't find it anywhere. It's a wisdom of experience. It's a wisdom of forgiveness. It's a wisdom of compassion. And I have found that every woman that I have ever worked with, including myself, who devotes herself to healing her her subconscious pain or her, or her very apparent wounding and trauma, she develops a, a very unique type of power in magnetism and and in passion and is able to then share her gift that came directly from the transformation of this, this problem with the world in a powerful and unique way that really is fulfilling to her. And so that's kind of how Wounds to Wisdom developed. And it's an online course, how, how to... Yes, it's an online course, and you can order it today. It's $97, and it's a self-led version. And then in January of 2017, I'm going to be relaunching a, a seven-week course, which has more intimate time with me, and as well as I lead women through private Wounds to Wisdom training as well. And so there's also private coaching with me that I do on a regular basis. Nice. And you're in uh, Austin. I'm in Austin, Texas, yes. And I have I have clients all over the world. In terms of the wounds that people come to your coast and to you individually, what normally are there the type of wounds? Is it because I personally get quite a lot of emails from people around the world or either they've had 
sexual trauma or um, other people have. And even in the UK right now, there's, there was these guys, uh, football players, soccer players for the American audience, uh, that quite a few of them have just come out that they were like raped when they were young kids. And uh, it's really harrowing to, to see them come out and very, very courageous. So I feel that there's so much of this coming out right now and um, some statistics say even like one in three or even more have had this kind of wounding and trauma. Is it mm -hmm. normally this kind of trauma that comes to you or is it psychological? And I, th I think we've all, if we're all very honest, we've all experienced some kind of trauma or, or in our lives, but what do you typically come across? Sexual trauma is so common. It's the the very first thing that sparked my journey. And it is almost in every single person I've spoken about, whether direct, like a rape or an assault, or within the the consciousness of the media, that is trauma traumatizing enough. Mm -hmm. And, and so, yes, sexual trauma is a major thing that I work with, with people with through Wounds to Wisdom. And also, just this deep inherent wound of being unworthy or being not good enough. I mean, think even somebody who can't speak of any direct trauma in their lives can relate to that, that deeper feeling or fear of not being good enough. And that is... I feel a core wound in society that creates greed and creates fear and creates dominance over versus working together. And um, in regards to the sexual trauma, it's so deep and it impacts everything. It's not something you can just shove under the rug. And it's something that requires revisiting over and over again and each time getting a little clearer and a little bit lighter. Because um, typically if you've had one sexually traumatic incident the ones that followed were slightly traumatic too or even more so traumatic especially if you're young and you have uh, a terrible thing happen to you in regards to in regards to sexuality usually your sexual experience all after that is infused and, and and influenced by that trauma so it's just kind of ingrained really deep into you and so Having a, a time that you really set aside to give yourself uh, a proper healing of this is is vital not only to your your sex life and your relationships, but to your your well being, your self confidence. Because sexuality is not just the act of sex and the act of having a lover. It's sex sexual energy, our sensual energy is our life force. It's our ability to create and to manifest and to really have our power in the world. So. It's really the root of everything. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, for anyone listening, what would you recommend that they do if they are uh, wanting to do something about their healing process in a sexual trauma, um, specifically where, where should they start? Where could they start? I definitely recommend working with somebody who is safe and you feel connected to and that has the experience of healing themselves from sexual trauma and is a advocate and a speaker and someone who is uh, 
also understands more than just sexuality as sex or of the earth, but also sexuality in a more spiritual sense. That's the the key to healing it really is to understand and see the bigger picture of why sexuality is here, the reason why, how the, 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 and try to understand how the human consciousness has become so distorted in the way we understand sexuality. And if we can take that bigger picture understanding, um, then it's easy for us to forgive the assault and forgive the things that have happened to us and forgiveness is key so either that work with somebody local somebody who you trust or you can contact me you can email me at wisdom at unify.org or you can go to the wounds to wisdom.org course um and and i'll i'll connect with you that way and for perhaps partners of people who've had trauma like this uh, sexual trauma they're worried you just recommend the same thing really is just finding someone local or contacting yourself uh with someone who's actually been through the healing process because i don't yeah you're, you're right if someone hasn't been through the whole healing process then they don't know how to get to the other side you're just it's the blind leading the blind so right as far as partners my advice to a partner of somebody who is dealing with healing of their sexuality is patience and remember it's not about you and that the best thing you can do is to create safe space, honor their boundaries and definitely don't guilt or shame when they don't feel up for having sex, but engage in conversations from a compassionate place saying, I want to be a supportive, healing sexual experience for you. I'm happy to work with you. I'm happy to read books. I'm happy to go see someone with you and just make yourself available for that healing process for them. And that is such a gift that you can give them. It's a very rare and special gift and it will ultimately be a gift to yourself. Yeah, I completely agree and I commend anyone who's going to do that for their partner because it's a, it's a very committed thing to do, to do that. And, um, I honor you for, for doing that. We'll wrap up the podcast there and I'd like to finish by honoring you, Lauren, and the fact that as I said at the beginning, with now we know more about what you do for being so courageous for going on your journey and now in your creative power and your true power of wisdom for other women who need to be led by other women like yourself. Uh, thank you for all that you, you're doing. Thank you. I appreciate you, Steve. Yeah, so check out woundstowisdom.org and... Is that any other places to contact, connect with you? Yes, there's women.unify.org. That's the global sisterhood movement. You can sign up to be a sister circle facilitator and you will receive a, sisters, a sister circle guidebook, a toolkit, a private online Facebook community and all sorts of other goodies. Awesome. Thanks, Lauren. Thanks so much. Thank you. 
you know you can get all of our podcasts on our free podcast app? Head over to rawattractionpodcast.com to download the app now. For the world's most ecstatic love and sex podcasts, bonus videos, and exclusive articles, head to rawattractionpodcast.com to get the free app now.